We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. High and inside. Chin music, a little chin music. Take that hit for a ride. It's time for some chin music. Hey, up. How about a warning? Sure. Watch out you don't get killed. <laughs> because sometimes in baseball, you've got to send a strong message, especially when someone has it coming. Each Saturday, David and Bruce come in high and tight with a response to something that deserves one, like this. I mean, I think everyone in our clubhouse, we, I mean, we, man, we, we have some fun in here, and we also will butt some heads on, on things, and we got high stakes at at hand, and we all know that. And I mean, I think in any working environment, you're gonna run into things here and there. But I think when we're as close knit as we are, these things, uh, you know, that happen. It was on TV, unfortunately, but uh, it's easy for us to move move past it. I mean, even that half inning, it's easier for us to just keep going and play baseball. Just the competition, and you know, what's at stake, and everything, and just. The beauty of this team is that we, we know each other and play with each other for so long that we could have those brotherly love conversations and it just on to the next and we're down in the tunnel a little bit talking and it's just, it ends there and uh, we just move on. And uh, you know, I think with our relationships here, it's just so easy. I mean, it's it's easy to, to talk to each other like we're brothers. I love Wilson. I think, you know, the way he plays uh, for this team, for our, for our city, uh, with the passion he plays with, you can't match it in this league. He's very underrated on how he prepares himself every single day and plays every day and brings it every day. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just one of those incidents where, like I said, the beauty of playing with, with our group for so long is that we can have these talks and it'd be just left there. That was the voice of Anthony Rizzo talking about the altercation in the Cubs dugout last night in the seventh inning in San Francisco in the Giants' loss. I'm David Hall, Bruce Levine, inside the clubhouse until 11 o'clock here in Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score. Bruce, I'd like to come in high and tight. I'd like to buzz the tower. I'd like to be critical uh, because you don't want teammates going at each other. You don't want that, that, that tension spilling over in the dugout. But you know what? I get it with these two guys because – they have earned the benefit of the doubt from Cubs fans, from Cubs media. These guys are winners. They're leaders. This isn't some guy who is new to the organization, you know, creating a kerfuffle uh, where, or a distraction. These are two guys going at it like brothers. And Jed Hoyer, we just talked to him. He said, hey, this sometimes spills out in public. It doesn't sound like anybody who watched it firsthand was terribly surprised. Well, consider the 
intelligent thought that went into this from David um, Ross and from uh, Jason Carr, who's the director of media relations on the road with the team, discussing, let's get Rizzo on the Zoom and let's diffuse this right away. And I'm sure Jed Hoyer was involved in this. Uh, let's be uh, obviously open and transparent about it. We don't have to say what it was about, but we will admit that it took place. Hell, millions of people saw it on television. Let's talk about the obvious, diffuse it. Um, Rizzo did his the best job in the world of saying how much he loves Wilson and his passion. And it's, it's over with, other than our show and a couple stories being written today, <clears throat> this is not going to have any legs to it because of just what you said, David, the way they intelligently talked about this and, and also reminded us that this happens on many occasions during a whole year. We just don't happen to see it uh, described by uh, John Shambi and uh, J.D., and you know what? Uh, that's a really good thing to remember too. You know, it was the top of the eighth. It was after the seventh inning. They came in. They're getting ready to go uh, to the plate, and and it spilled over. And David Ross intervened, and he intervened like a guy who understood uh, how how to kind of conflict resolution was was definitely something David Ross did well as a player. You sensed, and certainly as a manager. And, Bruce, I think we do criticize teams, whether it's the Cubs or anybody else, when they fail to control the message, when yep. they are clumsy getting in front of things. The Cubs did the right thing by making Tony Anthony Rizzo available at whatever time of the night it was. You can tell me I was sleeping. You were up. So postgame on the West Coast, they say, okay, Anthony, we know this is going to become a thing. We want you to address it. And he was as honest and, and transparent as, you would have, as we have, have come to expect him to be. It's the exact opposite that occurred three weeks ago with the Mets in New York, making up a contrived story uh, between the star shortstop and McNeil about a disagreement in the dugout, saying they were all way down in the tunnel looking at either a rat or a muskrat. Uh, just ridiculous <laughs> stuff that, yeah. that, that not only had legs for the next week, I'm not talking about the rodent, but the story uh, for the next week, but also gives all the reporters and the fans a look at the team differently than you want because they're going to question the veracity of what you tell them moving forward because you weren't transparent in the moment. You know, Bruce, this wasn't Todd. Or this wasn't uh, uh, Walker going against um, Adam Eaton. It was Todd Walker, right? And Adam Eaton was that right. the, the White Sox uh, the yeah. incident that, that you covered? No, it was, so well. uh, this was Todd Frazier. I'm sorry, Todd Frazier. Yeah, Todd Frazier yeah. going after Adam Eaton. This wasn't a situation where two guys who have a history with each other, this, these are guys who may have different personalities. I mean, Wilson Contreras is wound pretty tightly. You don't get the sense that Anthony Rizzo is, right? So there are going to be some contrast. There's going to be some of that that, that goes on in mm -hmm. any clubhouse or locker room. The, the fact is, though, they have coexisted for a long time. They have successfully worked together. That's why I think this is easier to say, well, no big deal here. Yeah, and let's remember the context of it. They're, they're coming off of two horse crap games where they blew the games early, where the pitching wasn't there for them. A team that had uh, worked hard to get to first place and, and be there 
to go on this trip. Uh, disappointment from starting this West Coast trip in a uh, in a bad way. Uh, I think this is all the things we see boil over in the moment on TV rather than down in the clubhouse, where, as you said, you know, you had the Adam Eaton, uh, Todd Frazier, you know, they had as many fights as Ali Frazier. So, um, so that <laughs> down we could goes have, Eaton. <laughs> we could, we could have uh, uh, first found out about that. And when I first reported it, um, it could have been already uh, Eaton Frazier two at that point. <laughs> but uh, when I went into the clubhouse one day and all of a sudden their lockers are 20 when they were locker mates and they're now 20 lockers away from each other. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, had a couple sources in there that confirmed there was a, uh, there was a TKO, uh, the, the, the day before, uh, you know, it happens, you know, it was not the end of the world, but when it's reported and it's not transparent, that's when these stories that continue to come, uh, were, go on. And just, that's what opens up a reporter's eyes. You were just stirring it up, Bruce. You were being Don King to to their uh, Ali or Tyson. Yeah, definitely. I was um, not the referee in this one. This let, was, let's uh, look at this though. Let's take a step back and, and look at okay, there wasn't there there was you know an altercation. There is anxiety when you lose two in a row after having the month that the Cubs enjoyed in May, and you are stepping up in class because so much has been made of this West Coast road swing. The Cubs have now lost two in a row, and today's starting pitcher. Tonight's starting pitcher against them is the NL pitcher of the month in, in Kevin Gosman. So Cole Stewart's on the mound for the Cubs. Do you feel like this could start to get away from the Cubs and the momentum that they built up will start to wane as they, you know, limp out of San Francisco into San Diego? Does it just reinforce how big each game becomes when you start to lose and you're not used to losing? I, it's a great question I can't answer other than saying they're, they're hopefully getting Hayward and Marisnik back either today or tomorrow. Mills will be back to uh, be in there in a, a role determined by David Ross. And uh, I, I think I think they, they can hold on, but you, you cannot sustain with two inning outings from your starters or four inning outings where your manager can't wait to get you out of there. And that's been the case in the last two nights. So we heard the in the post game, uh, Arietta saying that he was horribly sick. Uh, he he stopped short of saying he shouldn't have gone out there, but um, you know, in this case, um, he was throwing the ball right down I, the middle, I, 91 miles an hour. I, I could have done without that. I, I could have yeah. done without that, Bruce. I I, I, I think when I athletes know. are under the weather. It's fine that they're trying to, to, to pitch through that or play through that. Typically, that information comes from someone else. When they offer right. it themselves, forgive me, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah, no, it's an excuse. It is. Right. I mean, if I go to work today and I'm worse than normal and, you know, people are used to me being, you know, bad, but if I'm extremely <laughs> bad, uh, you know, my boss is going to call me because he's going to hear a response from people saying, uh, why, why was he so bad today? Uh, that, that's just the world you live in. So I, 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 don't, I wouldn't make any excuses about it. You just have to wear it. But uh, Jake, uh, you're right, made an excuse. Bruce, you're painting the corners today, this morning, though. This has been terrific so far. It's going to get even better. We hope to talk to Billy Hamilton before we get out of here at 11 o'clock. And we will shift gears and talk White Sox when we come back here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score.
We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Cabrera gives it a ride, left center field. Billy is there! Now Badu chased back to first. Billy Hamilton just made an exceptional play in the alley in left center. And he deserves this crowd's love, which he is getting right now. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to score. I am David Hall with Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. And that was the voice of Jason Benetti from NBC Sports Chicago calling a highlight for Billy Hamilton, who has done a lot for the White Sox, Bruce. He has been somebody who, when he joined the team, I think you envisioned him playing maybe a defensive role, maybe stealing a base here or there. But he has been much more than I think anybody anticipated and a big part of why the Sox are the best team in the American League. Well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, people listening to this show, and David, you certainly, uh, being a teammate of mine for so long, uh, know that I uh, I love defense, and I talk about it to the point uh, where people get bored with it because it's so important to win. You know, in, in football, it's exciting to talk about defense because you see the Mike uh, linebacker, you know, uh, slamming a, a running back down, and it's it's great. Uh, it's, it's much more uh, it's peripheral in baseball, but when you see a play like Hamilton's last night, off of a uh, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, uh, just running. I mean, it didn't look like a great catch at the end, but if you consider positioning, and Cabrera these days is played straight away, not as a pull hitter. And you consider the run that Hamilton had to get to that ball and how he gracefully got there and made it a seamless catch, that was a great catch and a game-saver at that point uh, to to really make that play. And uh, that's why I love defense and talk about it so much because it was really the integral part of why the team won last night. And, and let's face it, Bruce, when you're talking about defense and the White Sox in the outfield, you're not talking about ordinary uh, situations that arise. You're talking about basically having to play a position and a half, and that's not meant with any – disrespect to the left fielders that they have to choose from but Andrew Vaughn learned the position in a couple weeks this year he's a rookie now with him out Jake Lamb goes out there and he's not going to be waiting on the phone call for any gold glove uh, ceremonies next offseason or any offseason so when you have a guy like Billy Hamilton you almost understand that he's going to have to do much more than your typical center fielder so he has been that guy to the White Sox he has been so much more because yeah, he, he had the Little League home run earlier this week. That was fun to watch, too, with all the errors, and all of a sudden he's sliding across home plate, and it was like a 12-year-old celebrating, you know, getting around the bases. Well, and, and that is really uh, the fun of watching the White Sox and Cubs play this year is fans back and the joy that players are expressing by playing the game they love. And as you, you said it, David, it's like watching uh, Little Leaguers uh, at the peak of emotion, you know. I expect David Ross and, uh, and Tony La Russa to have a yellow bus waiting for the teams and, <laughs> and take in the Dairy Queen afterwards because of the fact that uh, they had such a, a fun and spectacular win on a, on a given day. That, 
That is the true essence of baseball. I hope it stays around again forever. Well, let's go out to the score hotline, and that is where we will find Sox outfielder Billy Hamilton, who plays with such joy. It's infectious, and, and I think it's a pleasure to bring in the White Sox power hitter, Billy Hamilton. Good morning, Billy. How are you? I'm good morning. I'm good. How are you today? <laughs> um, we're doing well, and appreciate you joining us, taking the time this morning. Uh, I was kidding when I said power hitter, and I know yeah, you can take the I, joke. I, 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 yeah, I was going. I was going to tell you that, that you shouldn't be saying that, man. <laughs> am, I, am I jinxing you because I'm looking at two home runs, and when they came to back-to-back games, that was like that's not why he's here. Exactly, that's definitely not why I'm here. So I mean, it, it happens. You know, things happen that you don't you don't expect sometimes. You just got to roll with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, on on a lot of the zooms, I've talked to you about the joy that you show and your teammates show playing this game. Certainly there's great frustrations when you lose or a play doesn't go your way. But just looking at you enjoying a game-saving catch like you made on Cabrera last night and um, showing what baseball is all about, I think uh, you know David and I were talking about that's really the essence of baseball. We've gotten back to it. Can it, can it be sustained? I mean, that's that's definitely what I would like for baseball to get back to, and that's definitely what our, our team is over here is about, man. It's just like we're having fun. We're doing it the right way. We're not, like, showing anybody up. But it's just like when like you don't want to be mad the whole game and then, like, that's, that's going to take over your game. Like, you, you, you get out, you get out, and then they say, you know, you come in the dugout, you pout for a long time. That's going to add up to your next at bat. Or go out on defense, you're going to be thinking about that at bat and stuff. And that's, that's just what we're not about over here. It's just more about, like, guys who are having fun, knowing that the guy behind them is going to pick you up, even if you didn't get the job done. And like I said, just the game of baseball, man, it's just everyone should enjoy it. You're playing the game at the highest level of a sport that that you can play. And being here every single day, you should cherish those moments. And that's what I tell my family back at home all the time. Like The reason why I'm happy out here, I'm like, I'm out here having a chance to take care of you guys. I'm out here playing the game on a, a level that is the highest level that you can play it on. So why, 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 why be frustrated? Why come to the field mad? Because, like, there's people outside that doesn't have a job, who doesn't like doing or actually have a job as well, but doesn't like doing their job, and, but they're doing, they have to do it anyway to take care of their family. But we're playing a game that we love and Plus, taking care of our family. So, what, what, what is like? What, what do you have to come in and be mad about? So, like, and that's what I like about this team over here. Everybody's like having fun. There's no guys that come in here just pouting about being here again, pouting about not playing. You know, so it's just it's fun to be around, man. What a great perspective, Billy. And I think you go back to March 16th, and, and the Sox signed you. You Cleveland had let you go in spring training, and and you join a team that has high expectations. You had joined a team that experienced a share of injuries. What were your expectations personally when you joined this team, and what you wanted to offer or bring them, and and how much, if you have it all, exceeded those expectations? You know, like once I once I got released, like well, I, I do give big ups to Cleveland because like those those are a great group of guys over there, man. Like from the from the top to the bottom, they they explained to me. They go, man, like 
we could be 100% honest with you. We could keep you around here and, like, just let you travel spring training and not make the team. But you're a great guy, so we're going to let you go to find you somewhere you can go to be successful because you're a great player, which I respect that so much. That's, like, one of the biggest keys of my whole offseason was, was them telling me that and not just keeping me around knowing that I, I don't have a chance. So I much respect to those guys over there. But when I came over here knowing the team that these guys have over here, I wasn't expecting to be playing much. I was expecting to just come over here and then like be able to to try to make the team as a as a backup guy and just to do whatever I can in whatever situation that I get a chance to, to be ready. And then with all the injuries that happen, like no, nobody wants to see injuries and everything. But we we knew at the time that we we was like losing our few of our best players and but that that's type of thing that this team over here that, that like that can't stop you because like you're already destined to win that's that's your goal everybody wants to everybody wants to see you win everybody expected this team to win this year and that's like the big key that us role player guys has been taking over this like over this off season or in the season to where we can't control that like what we can do, like what we've done in the past, or we control what we are doing in the future. We can only control what we can do that day, and that's why I tell those guys, and we talk about it all the time. It's just like we know we don't play every single day, but when we get our chances to be out there, we got to make the best of it because it's like it's already hard enough not playing every day, and then when you get your chances to to be ready. So that's the one thing that we've all done accepted to take on that challenge and to be ready when we get our chances. And I feel like we've we're doing well enough to to do what we can till like the to the big dogs get back and big dogs get healthy and everything because those are those are the main guys so you can't take that from them but like I said when we get our chances to to do things we got to be able to be ready to perform whenever we get that chance and knowing knowing that that role coming in was already great so like I said I just was wanting to get over here and try to do whatever I could to make the team because like I said when I when I first came over here not knowing too many guys over here but after a couple of days, it was like I felt like I've been here for like two years now, like so many years. Because all the guys was just like, "Hey, man, like we like you. You like you, you come in happy every single day of spring. Like it's just not the season. It's spring training. It's, it's whatever I can. Like I love playing the game of baseball. I love being able to do what I can to take care of my family. So every chance I get." For that, I will always cherish that moment. So I would never, you would never see me at the at the field, Matt. Like I, if, I, if I get out that one time, I'm just like, all right, man. Like let that go. I mean, no matter how mad you get, you can't take that back. Back. So go on to the next one. You got to be ready to do what you can do next one, and not take it to the outfield for defense because you have to play defense. You got the guys on the pitchers, they're out there working their butts off. So I can't take what my bat to the field. I got to do what I can to make that happen. So, like, every single day, man, like I said, I cherish the moment, and I just love to have fun with it. You know, uh, David, we've learned that Billy Hamilton gives you everything he has on the field and off the field from this uh, great interview he's given us so far. Billy, today uh, the Southside uniforms are displayed for the first time. I know you guys are excited about them, but what excites me is when I hear you tell us in some of these Zoom sessions and one-on-ones how a younger player, a guy four years your junior in Tim Anderson, has been like a mentor to you, a 10-year veteran who has really been around for a long time, played with a lot of great players, but has inspired you to be a better player 
with the White Sox. Talk up a little bit about that. Man, it's it like it, it definitely it definitely means a lot to me. Like I said, like I I played against Tim Anderson a couple of times and not knowing what type of person he really is playing from the other side. But when I came over here, like when I first walked in the clubhouse, he was just like, let's go, let's go, everybody. Like, I can't say the words he said, but <laughs> but you know like, what I'm saying. Just like, and I'm like, okay, this guy right here is like, okay, he's he's, he's, he's top level. And as, and as the couple of days kept going on, like I'm thinking it's maybe just for one day. And no, it's like every single day he's bringing the energy, like, I've never seen guys who can go up there and go 0 for 3 or 0 for 4 and still have the same energy. Like, come on, let's go. Everybody, somebody got to make a play. Somebody got to do this. And he's just been like been the type of person that's just like has been there for me. Like knowing knowing my my struggles has been more, mostly my hitting, and and he knows how much like I care about hitting. It's just not like I'm doing bad and not caring about it. It's like I was doing bad and still was trying to make things happen and he and he realized that so he was just like hey man like you can hit like don't listen to what nobody else says don't don't go up there thinking about your average don't go up there thinking about what you've hit in the past or what you do do what you can for that day at that moment and it's just been like it's been carrying over because like the confidence that he has and it's just like like normally like i said i can go up there and like i can have an at bat and i'll get out and then I'd be mad for like the longest and like man like but in my head I'm like I'm trying to do the right thing but it's just not happening but he has taught me how to not go up there and think about no average like I could be like hitting lower but if I feel like I'm having good at bats and putting the bat barren balls like that's my main key but he's the type of person that man just like you love to be around every single day he has the energy he has the confidence he has a great mindset like I can go up and ask him about what this pitcher is going to do today. He's going to give me the straight up answer, and it's just like every single day, like he's bringing, like he's bringing it, and like just not for me, but like he's the he's the head of this clubhouse. Like he's he's, more, he's younger than a lot of the vets on the team, but he's the most spoken, and he's and he's a leader, and that's just what we that's what we give him credit for to be. It's just not like because normally you want the leaders to be the older guys, but he's one of those guys who brings the energy every single day, and then guys. The older guys, the older vet guys respect that, and that's just something that this team has has shown me about, like the, the character, like the character of this team. And it's just like everybody on this team has confidence in whatever they're doing. It's not like 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 last night, like like Cody went out there, he, like he didn't get it out, he had bases loaded, and we were just like, hey, don't worry about that. Like we got your back. Like don't worry about it. And like things like that. It, it makes the team great. It, it makes the pitcher feel safe. It makes everybody who's coming in the game feel safe. So it's just been it's, it's just been great, man. Like I said, to be a part of something so unique that, that this clubhouse has, and like everybody's on the same page. Like nobody's ripping nobody down about if they don't do anything right this situation, or if you don't get the job done in this situation. It's just like, hey, somebody pick him up. Somebody pick him up. Whoever behind him, pick him up. Like it's just like when when you have stuff like that, man. Like your only choice is to is to succeed. You got, you got to be great, and that's and that's one thing about this team. We're having fun. We're playing well. We just got to keep it up and just keep grinding out. Billy, before we let you go, and really appreciate your time. Be honest now. Be honest. I'm going to ask you, how many right. players in the league are faster than you? 
Oh, man. You know what? I actually just had this conversation with a couple of the Tigers over there, uh, Scoop, Scoop and uh, Good Room and uh, Hint over there. I, I, they was asking me because uh, I guess uh, they was like, oh, man, who do you think uh, who's faster than you? And I said, to be honest with you, man, it just depends on what type of race we're racing. Because, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm like – I feel I feel like that I'm uh, I can get started faster than most of the guys, but these guys are more like way younger and guys can get going. I say like Buxton, Buxton, once that guy gets going, oh he's he's unbelievable. Terrence Gore is one of those guys that I don't I don't want to race. I don't I don't I don't want to race <laughs> that guy. Like he he has it, he has it. And then I would say like I said I I told these guys the same thing. And one more player that's really really fast and I. Admire a lot is Alberto Mondesi. That guy right there can run, mm-hmm. and he is. Hey, but like, Billy, Billy, let me ask you something. How many could have made that catch that you made last night? Uh, one of the hardest catches as far as running distance goes. How many of them would make him look at? Look. Say it again. I said, how many guys that you just mentioned could make that catch that you made last night in the eighth inning? Look as easy as you made it look. Who I don't know, man. I said uh, I've I've seen Buxton run down a lot of balls, yeah. man. I yeah, like so. Yeah, I say if, if it's anybody, if it's anybody, man, I would definitely say it would be him because that guy right there can go get it with one of the best of them. So like I said, man, I, I appreciate watching him play. Like he plays the game the like the the hardest way you can possibly play. And I love guys who go out there and give their all. I respect it because, like I said, just everybody's not going to be great every single time you get out there. But if you're giving your, if you're giving a hundred percent every single time, I I love it. I love it. So that's he's 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 going to be great. He is great. He's going to be great. I'm rooting for him. But yeah, I think he can make that play for sure. Thanks, Billy. Well, Appreciate you won your time. the game last night. Yeah. You won that game last night all on your own, and it was the, the beauty of defense. Billy, as David said, thank you so much for joining us. Keep up the great work, and, and more importantly, thanks for bringing the fun every day to the game and showing it to uh, the fans and everybody else. That's really the essential part of baseball. Perfect. I appreciate that, man. I had a nice time with you guys this morning, man. You guys enjoy your day. Thanks, Billy. Billy Hamilton, the White Sox outfielder and uh, mood coach. Because, Bruce, if you don't smile after talking to Billy Hamilton, I don't know what's wrong with you because this guy is just full of energy, full of enthusiasm. It's easy to understand his value and why he has been with as many different teams because of what he brings to the clubhouse. Yeah, well, he's finally been convinced, David, that you don't have to hit 250 like they told him to to stay on the team. On this team – your value is who you are and why the front office and the coaching staff went out and got you. He was great. He was. We will come back and wrap up uh, some thoughts about what he had to say during his interview. And I also want to ask you, Bruce, about what you wrote on 670thescore.com. Pretty good column yesterday. We will get to that when we come back. Inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670thescore. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A 1 0 to Mercedes. That is a game winner. He was 0 for his last 25, and nobody cares anymore. Nine, eight, your final. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. 
David Hall with Bruce Levine here at Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that was Jason Benetti on NBC Sports Chicago calling the walk-off RBI and base hit by Yermin Mercedes, who snapped an 0-for-25 slump and 2-for-37 skid, and he is uh, somebody who the Sox needed to come through, and he did. The Sox back in action today. Lucas Giolito on the mound at 110, guaranteed rate field. Cubs later tonight, Cole Stewart against Kevin Gosman for the Giants after losing two in a row. The Cubs need to get back in the winning uh, column today. Bruce, you had a very interesting column speaking of slumps and skids and offensive futility. Major League Baseball had a combined 236 batting average through the end of May, and that was the lowest mark in the sport in 53 years. Generally speaking, Bruce, why is that the case, and what's the game doing about it? Well, David, um, the the situation is that, uh, you know, very great minds like uh, Theo Epstein's are out there um, trying to figure out a way to get around um, this offensive uh, uh, fact that uh, we, we can't, we, we don't have enough action in the game. And, you know, limiting, uh, limiting uh, these zones that people go into and overloading uh, on left side or right side with, with all that uh, has, to be, has to be discouraged. They, they can't keep this up because guys like Anthony Rizzo, for an example, uh, over the past five or six years, a, a natural 285 to 300 hitter is 20 pounds, 20 pounds, not 20 pounds this year, but 20 points less on his batting average, just because of, uh, of you know the switching the zones and and moving runners over or, or fielders over to the other side. Uh, it's just it's just not conducive to the type of action so, that the modern athlete wants, uh, that the modern uh, fan wants in their game you have to have more offense in order to keep people interested so you wrote about this in 670thescore.com you talked to cubs hitting coach anthony iaposi and i think that when you talk to a hitting coach i'm not surprised that a lot of them probably favor the elimination of the shift what do you sounds like you have, you were in favor of that as well that it, you you don't right. like the way the shift has changed the sport and made it more difficult for hitters to hit the ball hard and if they're scouted correctly, it's going to be right at somebody. So you think that's a bad bad direction for the game? I I do. I, I really do. Um, you know, look, um, it's great to have these uh, wonderful pitchers throwing ninety eight to one hundred with a with a hellacious break that you can't hit. But when Chris Bryant tells you flat out, look, something has to be done because even really great hitters, and he didn't include himself can't hit this consistently that that means you have to you have to move so shifting has to be limited to staying on uh, two two fielders on each side of uh, right side and the left side of second base you also have to lower the strike zone to under the armpits if you do that then the high fastball uh, it can be uh, it can be muscle memoried by hitters that hey I'm just going to be hitting right in the zone where I can make contact. I don't have to go up any longer to try to hit something that's at 98 at my eyes. Now, some guys will still strike out, of course, uh, but having uh, that zone down further 
will automatically, in my opinion, increase offense. Just uh, okay. having a more hittable zone. All right, Bruce. I, I know you probably didn't cover Willie Keeler, but I know you remember him, right? Willie Keeler. Remember we Willie Keeler from uh... – We had the same agent. Okay, you had the same agent, but going way back in the early 1900s. What did, what did he say? He said, hit them where they ain't. And, and I know that may be oversimplifying it, though. I, I, like, I like some of the, what you talked about in regard to the strike zone because I do think that needs some adjustments, and, and certainly that would address some of this. I don't know how I feel about eliminating the shift because I think that what you're doing by, say, you, you load up on the one side of the infield, you're inviting the hitter to adjust to hit it to the other. And I know that's maybe a win for the defense because if you're bunting, for instance, remember, it always comes to mind the Kyle Schwarber sh- shift, and he would bunt occasionally or did that once, and that's a win because he's not hitting the ball out of the park. But hitting it where they ain't isn't such a bad idea. Why can't more hitters adjust to that? Well, first and foremost, you're going to have to scout and develop more Nick Madrigals if you're going to do that. Because not every these, these guys have been trained not to do that, but stay with their strength of, of being able to launch and be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, so you're going to have to get a whole new philosophy on the uh, type of players you sign and want for your team. I don't necessarily see that happening. I think a slow evolving toward back toward that a little bit might happen. But home runs are always going to have to be a part of, of the game. That that's you know that that's the, the the thing that everybody's always enjoyed since baseball became a prime sport when Babe Ruth started hitting baseballs out in 1921 for the Yankees. So from all of that, uh, to me, you know saying that everybody should be able to hit no matter what 98 or a uh, changeup that drops 10 miles an hour less than the 98 that drops at your knees uh, anywhere in the ballpark. I think, you know, in little league, maybe you and I could do it, David, but I think really doing it at the major league level, uh, you're just going to have to sign more guys that have been trained their whole life to doing it. Uh, Otherwise teaching that, and teaching that mentality, uh, you, you get a lot of futile attempts, I believe. So, Bruce, before we get out of here, around the game, you're seeing uh, more attention paid, this idea of whether pitchers are using foreign substances to improve their grip and the effect that has on spin rates and their effectiveness overall. How, why now, if it's Major League Baseball, this is not the ideal time to be cracking down because of the way that it could affect pennant races, because of the way that it could affect rosters, wouldn't the offseason be a more appropriate time to issue an edict, to maybe come up with a solution that has a, an approved substance by Major League Baseball that gives pitchers some leeway and some time to prepare? Because right now, if you start enforcing it and policing it to the degree that we think, it could be drastic in terms of its impact. I think it's part marketing. That might sound strange to you, but I think it's drawing attention to what baseball wants the fans to pay attention to. And that is, hey, we're here to help clean it up. People are, you know, pitching is dominating. We don't need more dominant pitching. We gave them the ability to have this particular substance on the ball. Now they're using their own. We can't allow it. Uh, So... I think it's something that you'll continue to hear about. 
David, uh, a fun show today. People to think include president of baseball operations for the Cubs, Jed Hoyer, Billy Hamilton, the Chicago White Sox playing exciting center field. A great job uh, by our producer today, Brandon Fryer. Job well done. David, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine and on our website, writing Cubs and Sox, 670thescore.com. You're the best, Bruce. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Jed. Thank you, Billy Hamilton. This was a fun show. I will talk to you Monday morning, 5 a.m., Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 